0: Hey everybody, have you considered starting a podcast? We here at Screwball highly recommend Podbean for getting your podcast out to a larger audience. Podbean has given us the ability to easily bring you Screwball each and every week and all of your favorite podcast services. Use the link podbean.com slash screwball to sign up and save up to 35% annually. You can also use the link podbean.com slash pro slash screwball to sign up for a business subscription. Happy podcasting. Hey everybody, welcome back to Screwball, a baseball podcast, your home for everything baseball. I'm your host, Mike LaPree, here with my co-host, Frank White.
1: Hey, how's it going? Now,
0: this is episode 68 of Screwball, and we're fastly approaching the All-Star break. Uh, so along with the All-Star break is our yearly Home Run Derby in baseball. Uh, so we thought it appropriate to kind of bring a topic uh, about the Home Run Derby and related to the Home Run Derby as we also start to see some participants in the Home Run Derby start to come through. And as usual, we have our, our news roundup of the week and uh, and other stuff you know, our hot and colds and trivia and all that. So let's get right into it um, and do the first piece of news that leads right into our topic. Uh, so number one on the on the news docket today. Uh, this year's Home Run Derby is shaping up to be as exciting as is always. Uh, since we have already three contestants now confirmed to be participating uh, on Monday or today of, as of recording, uh, Trevor Story announced that he will take part in the Home Run Derby in front of the Colorado home crowd. Uh, he joins defending champ Pete Alonso and newcomer Shohei Otani. Uh, also, uh, there have been some reports that Trey Mancini was asked, um, that he was at least invited. Uh, there's no confirmation as of yet, as of yet, but I thought to bring that up, maybe in between us recording and it going up, maybe we'd hear something about him. I'm sure invitations have gone out everywhere to different guys, but I know Tatis, I think he said something where he doesn't want to be in it. Judge doesn't want to be in it unless it's in New York. Um, so you got guys that have confirmed, you know, that they wouldn't be in it. For one reason or another, but we do have Trevor Story, Pete Alonzo, and Shohei Ohtani, uh, which I think is going to be exciting. Um, so that leads right into our our topic of the day. Again, like I always say, uh, Frank usually brings us our topic, so I'll, I'll kind of let him kind of lead it off here. But basically, we're talking about the home run derby slump myth. You know, quote unquote. But does it exist? Is it is it real? Is it not real? Is there validity to it? So we'll kind of get into that. But like I said, it's, you know, I'll let Frank kind of lead it off and kind of guide the conversation, so.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, you get the Home Run Derby every year for, for the most part. And it's the idea, is there a curse or is there a slump that comes with um, <clears throat> participating in the Home Run Derby? And a lot of people think there is. You know, for me, uh, I don't think it's a consistent thing. I think, sure, some players could struggle from it. I don't know if it's directly correlated with it or is it correlated with the fact that you don't have the time off. You know, you're practicing a lot before the Home Run Derby. And then the Home Run Derby comes. You're practicing a lot for batting practice and doing that. And then the Home Run Derby's over, and you're doing all-star game stuff. And you're you're with you're guys who, you know, you don't see much. And you're superstars. And that gets you all, you know, autographs and stuff. You know how it in you know, the clubhouse. You've seen people. And then you're traveling back to whatever state you got to go to. So you don't really have the off time. But you have enough time where you're not consistently swinging at live game pitching. So that could throw people off. But dog days of summer coming, you're beat up. It's a lot of things contribute to it. To think just the home run derby changes, you know, the way you're hitting for the second half of the season. I don't think that's true. That much. Sure, some guys it could affect. But to say that the home run derby is gonna affect everybody is not true. Um, and some stats that I've seen in the recent, um, you know, I'm looking it up this year and just seeing it in the past. Um, I believe the average. Um, now this could be off a little bit. But um, I did see a stat about this, and this was a year, year or two years ago. I think it was maybe two years ago at this point. Uh, the home run derby pre home run derby average from the participants uh, was 272. Post was 271. So the average was pretty much very similar. Mm-hmm. One I seen today was pre OPS was .969 uh, or 969, and post was 926. So the OPS did go down, and home run percentage went down. I don't have that stat, but the home run percentage went down a little bit. So yeah, they go down, but is that a huge difference? No. Is that just because you had the home run derby? No. It could be the time off. It could be trade deadline, facing different guys. You know, dog days of summer, of course. So I think it could contribute a lot there. I just don't think the home run derby is a curse. I don't think it's something where it's like, okay, you do this, you have a better shot at being in a slump. You know, I just don't think that, you know, you should be fully scared of it, especially this day and age, because... That's all they want people to do is hit home runs and have the launch angle. So your swing's not changing. If you're a guy like, uh, you know, I, I don't know, LeMayu or David Fletcher or something like that, and you're in the home run derby, all right, maybe you, that could affect you because now you're a home run hitter and you're mm-hmm. not a home run hitter. But if you're like Pete Alonso mm-hmm. or or someone like that where you're a home run hitter and that's kind of what you do, I don't think it really is going to affect you. I don't think it can because mm-hmm. you're not changing your swing. So... So, you know, the home run derby curse, I'm not a, a big fan or a big believer in that as like a, you know, foregone col- conclusion. Like I said, certain guys it definitely could mess with a bit. But to say that, you're like, oh, you just probably, you almost guarantee you're going to have a dip. It's, I don't I don't see that true.
0: Yeah, I, I until you brought up the stat, I had no stats to back up my, my thoughts, but I didn't really think there was one either. Just based on, you know, just watching the game and, and always kind of having that idea around the Home Run Derby that guys slump afterwards, but, you know, has it affected people before? Sure, why not? The Home Run Derby's been going on for, what, 30 30 plus years? I mean, to say that it hasn't affected anyone anyone would probably be a lie, but to say that it affects everyone is just the same lie, I think. Um, Just to put an overall blanket on the Home Run Derby and say... Well, if you participate in this, you're going to slump. Yeah. There's eight guys in it every year. You think all eight guys just all of a sudden forget how to hit afterwards? Yeah. It's like you said, there's a lot of factors that go into it. Yeah. All Your body's tired after playing, you know, how many games, and it's hot out. And yeah, Like you said, there's days off, and there's just a lot that goes into the human effect of, of baseball. I, I think
1: know? also it's just a good, like, hey, I'm struggling a little bit. Yeah, it was home run derby.
0: Yeah, I know what it's you mean. It's an easy out. Mm-hmm. not
1: saying that the guy's wrong for using it. But it's like, hey, it's it's an easy out. You can mm. use that. And no one's really gonna yell at you. Minds right. As well use it. Right. It's like a get out of jail free card. It's like, oh, all right, that's that's okay.
0: Yeah, we've heard that before.
1: But it's like, oh, that makes sense. But mm. it's not really the reason, right? You know, or it's not for the most part, it's not the main reason. So that's I just wanted to bring that up since home run derby participants are coming out and that's coming in closer. It's it's a good topic because it's it's like the the Madden curse with the covers and stuff like that. It's like, is it is it true? Was it just coincidental? You know, I think it's more coincidental than anything yeah. for the most part. So, I think that's where we're at with the home run derby and, uh, and uh, being cursed. Especially in this day and age with the launch angle and people swinging for the fence. Your swings doesn't change.
0: Yeah. Um, plus, I mean, you look back because we didn't have one last year. Uh, two years ago, you had Pete Alonzo win it. And he's now the defending champ. And what, he went on that year to win to break the record for rookie home runs in a year, you know, so it doesn't seem like he had much of a hard time. I mean, there's probably, I'm sure there's, there's obviously a split and that's the thing too, is yeah, there's no clear, uh, you know, if you slump in the second half, and Which is just entirely possible. You have there's guys that have great first half, there's guys that have, have horrible second halves, or vice versa. So uh, just Rafael
1: Devers is one who always has really usually not a great first half, and second half, he's usually fantastic.
0: Yeah, so I mean, it, it just happens. And and just to say, oh, well, he had a bad second half, so it must be because of this, you know, it's just guys just get on a streak, you know, hitting's contagious, and that whole thing. Maybe a team in general plays bad the second half, and and maybe you as a player are a factor of that or, or you're a uh, an effect of that, you know. So there's a lot of things that go into it. Bad luck. Yeah, just, yeah, sometimes the ball don't bounce, you know, the right way for yeah. you, and, you know, it stuff happens. And
1: you can see that with anything just because uh, one stat you could throw out with seniors just bad luck. I believe Machado um, was like fourth or fifth in the league in um, barrel percentage or hard hit percentage, mm. and, but he was only batting like 240 this year. He was somewhat of a down year, so you can see that sometimes you're just in a long stretch of kind of bad luck.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: things could change like that overnight and for two days off, three days off with guys not seeing live pitching. that could definitely affect people too.
0: Sure. Yeah. I mean, like I said, and to your point too, to say that one thing and one round of, and there are some people in the home run derby, they hit like five home runs and they're out. You know, there's some guys that barely get any swings in it to say that they're affected by it is pretty ridiculous too. Now maybe someone like, like Vlad jr or Pete Alonzo that went to the finals last year and hit God knows how many home runs they hit. They like, I think they came close to the record or broke the record or something, yeah. you know, Stanton years past judge, obviously Josh Hamilton and, and Bobby Bray when those guys in, in years past didn't seem to affect them uh, as much. I'm pretty sure Josh Hamilton two years later won an MVP, you know, um, I don't know what his splits were in that year. You know, judge and Stanton have been fine. Pete Alonzo, like I said, went on to break the rookie record. Vlad Guerrero jr. I don't know about, 2019 stats but now he's an MVP candidate you know so to and because people go as far with that argument as to say it affect, it'll affect someone's career which I think is quite a stretch in logic so personally no I don't think that there's uh I don't think there's anything to the home run derby curse or whatever you want to call it I think it's it's just uh, like you said it's an excuse or could be used in his excuse as, as advantageous to the player so I, I think that guys shouldn't be worried to participate in the home run derby if they want to do it they should do it and more power to them to get more get more fanfare on them maybe it's a guy that's hitting home runs that's in colorado and no one knows who he is you know like a la like ryan mcmahon or something yeah. so i think that it, it's i think it'd be nothing but beneficial to a player personally
1: yeah. and i think uh, one quick side note just to throw in there Uh, The MLB made a big mistake by not having Adam Dunn in home run derby throughout his career because that's what the guy did, and it would have been uh, he would have just put on quite the show Mm -hmm. in the home run derby. I agree. Way to go with that one! So yeah, uh, would have loved to see him there.
0: There's a lot of guys in years past you wish were in the home run derby or were in more home run derbies. I mean, a guy like Stanton, you would like to be in it every year just because he's fun, you know? Like he's malleable, you know. So I mean the. That'd be ideal, but obviously it's up to the, the player themselves if they want to do it. Or maybe they, there's some guys that use the excuse, well, I don't feel like doing it. I just want to kind of take the All-Star weekend to chill out and watch the guys hit the yeah, ball. Yeah, or if I'm not you know? in the
1: All-Star game, I'm not going there.
0: Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's. I'm pretty sure Trout um, always talks about how he likes watching and enjoying the Home Run Derby as opposed to participating in it, because he'd probably be a good candidate. I don't know if he's ever done it. If I'm not mistaken, I don't think he has. So he'd be another good candidate, too, if he, you know he's not healthy this year, unfortunately, at the time of the All-Star break. But, you know, there's guys like that, you know, and like you said with Dunn, you'd wish that uh, some guys yeah. did it. And maybe that is in fear of maybe they believe in the slump, you know? Man, so he slumped all the time, so.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, so, yeah, I don't believe in it. doesn't sound like you do, too. Yeah. But you never know what the consensus is around the league. Maybe players believe it. I don't know.
1: So. To get on to some other news we've seen, obviously with the All-Star game to continue with that, we've seen, some, you know, now at the point where we're voting for the starters. Um, so you can go out and vote for, you know, who you want to start the All-Star game. Um, We've seen Hector Santiago was the first player ejected for um, quote-unquote sticky substance on his Mm -hmm. glove. Uh, They said it was just rosin. I'm not sure what's going on. His glove was uh, taken to get tested and looked at, so we'll see. Um, But that's the first one we've seen um, since the rule came out. And the last little bit I have is uh, Eduardo Escobar is in major trade rumors. He was pulled out of the lineup the other day thinking he was traded. Um, the belief is he's, they're closing on a deal to get him to the White Sox who have had major injuries, um, Mm -hmm. so far this year. So we're already seeing some, that's a pretty big rumor. It's a big player to a big team. So, um, we're starting to see them, uh, creep into teams, um, and rumors come in, um, as you know, we have had heard the Yankees calling around for teams already. So, um, you know, it's time to start making moves, um, and feeling out other teams.
0: Yeah. I love the trade deadline time. This is really getting to the, to the meat of it and we're going to start seeing, uh, you know, some big trades happen, hopefully. So, good stuff. So, to move on with the news, number two that I have on uh, on the docket here. Uh, the Cubs threw a no-hitter. On June 24th, uh, the Cubs threw the first combined no-hitter in franchise history as Zach Davies, Ryan Tapera, Andrew Chafin, and Keg, uh, Craig Kimbrell all contributed to the effort. Uh, they walked to combined eight batters, which is the most since Edwin Jackson's no-hitter in 2010. Oh, he um, did it all by himself. Yeah.
1: 62 pitch no-hitter. Yeah.
0: So. Um, I'm pretty sure A.J. Burnett had a pretty ridiculous high walk. I think walk. Walks or something yeah. like that. So. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they walk a lot of guys. I'm pretty sure uh, Kimbrell didn't even know. The whole but... bullpen didn't know, they said. Really? Yeah,
1: they were just
0: like, oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, so I guess we got no hits. Oh. I remember seeing the replay of Kimbrel kind of finishing it and just walking like it was a, a ho-hum victory and, uh, you know, seeing just his reaction. He, he Like he got mobbed on the mound and she had no idea. It was funny. Um, but yeah, they threw a no hitter. Congrats to them. I think it's the seventh or eighth of the year or something. It's a it's like a, a record for a first half, and you know you throw in bum gardeners, you got the record. So,
1: <laughs> it's honorable achievement.
0: Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever they want to call it. And then uh, the last piece of news here before the the who's doing the best right now, um, the College World Series is kicking off uh, tonight, uh, June twenty eighth. Uh, the College Baseball World Series is kicking off between Vanderbilt and Mississippi State. Vanderbilt finished the season forty-eight and sixteen, while Mississippi State finished uh, forty-eight and seventeen. Uh, Vanderbilt is considered the favorite and is seeking to win back-to-back titles. So, uh, just keep it a little, maybe some non-MLB news. The college baseball World Series is fun to watch, and there's a lot of people that are really into it. And there's some guys on there, especially Vanderbilt, that I've taken, I've personally taken notice to. I'm sure I know you're a little bit more into it than I am, but so it'll be exciting to to watch some of these games, and I'll I'll keep a little bit of an eye on it. What about you?
1: Yeah, the college baseball World Series is always exciting. There's always a, uh, an excitement around the, the games and, and stuff like that. It's always it's always crazy. Um, but those are the two best teams. It was, was the consensus that those are the two best teams, and they should be playing against each other. So um, we're going to see some real talent. And uh what is his name Kumar, is the last name. Um, Pitcher, the big guy. Oh, lighter. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Mississippi yeah. State has some few guys too. So. Yeah, the college World Series always exciting. And the fan, the atmosphere is just, is just nuts. Yeah, because it's still college, so you still get that craziness. But it's also baseball, mm-hmm. and, and then you get that you know different kind of atmosphere. So it's always it's always pretty cool to see.
0: Sure. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be uh, by the time this goes live, it'll be I guess in the third game or or so, uh, depending on I don't know when how they do off days for the college uh, World Series. But I think it's three straight. So then there you so go. Like, by the time you,
1: they should do a five game series for that, but that's it's different yeah. subject. So yeah.
0: Um, so by the time you hear this, uh, in the third game, I guess, or hopefully. So then, number four, the wrap up: uh, Who's doing the best right now? Uh, the Giants have the best record in the league at fifty and twenty-seven still. Uh, while the Dodgers are right behind them uh, in the NL at forty-seven and thirty-one. Uh, over in the AL, the Astros own the best record at forty-eight and thirty, uh, with the Red Sox right behind them at forty-seven and thirty-one. Uh, the Astros own the best run differential in the league at plus one forty-two, and the Orioles have the worst at minus one twenty-four. Um, So the Diamondbacks no longer have the worst run differential. And they actually, I believe, they broke the streak on most road losses. The Orioles
1: almost beat them already. They had 21, and the Diamondbacks had 24, and they both (laughs) broke the streak the same day.
0: You know, it's weird. I look at both teams, and they have talent. I think even the Orioles. Especially the Diamondbacks. Yeah, I I think the Orioles aren't even, they're playing bad, but they have talent. It's almost surprising to see the teams like this. You know, especially like you said, especially the Diamondbacks. It's just weird. Um, I can't really make heads or tails. There's a lot of teams like the you know, Yankees and Braves. Like we've always told all the Giants really make no sense. But it's a weird year. Uh, I've kept I've kept saying it's a weird year for, for a lot of teams. I don't, I don't know what to make heads or tails a lot of teams. Yeah. Yes. Even the Red Sox. I, I sat up and down. I didn't think they were good. But yeah. they are.
1: So some teams I throw out that are doing good right now, the Blue Jays. Twins actually playing better. So good for them. Maybe they that? can make a run for it. Astros, Nationals, Brewers, Padres, and Giants. Those are some teams that I, you know, that I mark down here as hot, and some cold teams, as you mentioned, the Orioles, White Sox struggling recently, the Royals, the Reds, the Cardinals with their injuries and whatnot. They're really struggling, hmm. and uh, the Diamondbacks. So those are my hot and cold teams to throw out there.
0: Sure, yeah, some of them, no, no surprise at all, really. All right, so let's go into the who's hot and who's not. So leading off for the week, as I usually try to do, um, by the you know, if I by the time I do my notes, if I know who the players of the weeks, uh, players of the week are, I try to include them. So number one, uh, the NL player of the week, Jay Cronenworth, had a three sixty eight average over the last week, eight ninety five slugging, and a thirteen forty nine OPS. Uh, number two, the AL player of the week, uh, I guess no surprise, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., ninety one average over the last week, eight twenty six slugging, and thirteen oh eight OPS. I just really wish I pulled the trigger and and drafted him in fantasy because I talked him up. A lot of people talked him up, but like I, I kept saying how good he was gonna be. And here we are, not on my fantasy team, but whatever. On, yeah. <laughs> um number three, Miles Straw, batted five hundred over the last week with a six fifty slugging and a twelve fifteen OPS. Uh number four, Brian Reynolds over the last week, batted four forty with a five sixty slugging and a ten uh ten twenty-two OPS. And number five, DJ Lemayhu, batted four twenty-three over the last week with a six fifty-four slugging and eleven thirty-seven OPS. So those is your five. Uh, hot guys for the week.
1: Yeah, and some guys that I want to add to that list. You had uh, you know Bogart's playing well, um Adam Frazier. I mean I know you said Brian Reynolds, but this is also another person. His name is Adam Frazier. <laughs> yeah. You know they're almost the same person. Um <laughs> and Yuli Garriel. Some guys who are really playing well. Yeah. Um some pitchers to look at. Cole Irvin, mm-hmm. eight shutout innings yesterday against the Giants. Um Herman Marquez, Max Scherzer, Romano for the Blue Jays. Really good at the bullpen recently, and Will yeah. Smith pitched well. Um, so those are some guys that were really, um, doing well.
0: Cool, yeah. Some, uh, some unusual names. So, like you said, with the Blue Jays doing well, makes sense there. So there you go. And the, the Pirates have been hitting well too, which is amazing because they really, I think, they still have like a minus 80 something run differential or something. But
1: against them like four straight days, thinking <laughs> if they win this one, they got to lose the next one, and they just kept not losing. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't get it, but. Uh, move on to the cold guys. So, number one, uh, Frank's favorite player, Isaiah kiner Falefa. Oh, yeah. Uh, 0.077 <laughs> average. Yeah, I am uh, here, too. With a 0.077 slugging and a 188 OPS over the last week. Uh, number two, Odubel Herrera with a 0.080 average over the last week and a 0.120 slugging and a 263 OPS. Number three, Salvador Perez, an 0.91 batting average over the last week with a one thirty six slugging and a 2.27 OPS. Number four, JT Realmuto. 0.91 average over the last week with an 0.91 slugging and a 2.21 OPS. And number five, Trey Mancini, 0.95 average with a one forty three slugging and a 2.38 OPS over the last week. And those are your cold
1: guys. Yes, some other guys I want to throw out here. Gavin Lux, really struggling. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gleyber Torres, he's been struggling uh, quite a bit here. And Jorge Alfaro, some other guys to just take a look at there have been um, not doing great. Mm-hmm. Some pitchers, uh, Garrett Crochet for the White Sox. I believe he had like a, I think he had one out this last week, and I think he had like a one thirty six ERA. Right? Jesus, I think he had like five runs and one out. Um, okay. Alex Cobb not pitching great. Ovie uh, Oviedo Oviedo for the Cardinals.
0: Uh, oh, I know who you're talking Young about. guy, yeah.
1: he hasn't been pitching good. Garrett Cole beat up yesterday against the uh, Red Sox, and Pete Fairbanks again uh, struggling for mm-hmm. the for the uh, Rays out of the bullpen. The next part I want to get into is some injuries. Um, this week we had uh, some names on some bigger names on our list here. Um, Freddie Galvis placed on the I.L. Zach Britton placed back on the I.L. Uh, Josh Naylor uh, had a pretty serious uh, ankle injury yesterday, so he's done for the year. Uh, Michael Fulmer on the I.L. Byron Buxton, of course, where he lives on the I.L., fractured hand. Mark Khanna, dealing with hip soreness for a lot of the year, but uh, flared up again, so they put him on the I.L. Jose Abreu's day-to-day. Willie Calhoun fractured his forearm. He's on the I.L. Let's see what else do I got here. Uh, Mike Soroka, yeah, uh, tours retours Achilles, walking through the clubhouse. So I'm not sure about that. Contel Marte plays on the IL. Brandon Belt, which they're they're, uh, they're worried about, he was placed on the IL. Dillson Lamette, another one plays yep. on the IL, always yep. seems to be there. And That's pretty much what I got on on the injured side on on the you know getting healthier side of this. George Springer back. Brandon McKay progressing well. Uh, Mike Trout. Getting better. Mm-hmm. They, they gave him about right after the All Star Brights were thinking he'll be back. So that's about a month. Okay. We have Chris Sale, face live hitters. His rehab assignment's going to start soon. Severino, about to get back on the mound and restart his uh, rehab assignment. Oh, good. Uh, Wendelkin for the A's, expected to be back soon. Jesse Winker was day to day, missed a couple of games. He's back in the lineup today. Uh, Cody Bellinger is back. And Michael Givens, um, expected to be back soon. So the, he's definitely going to be a trade piece.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So those are some names to look out for, as in they're hurt or are coming back soon.
0: Two guys I, uh, real quick, that I feel bad for. First of all, Byron Buxton. Just get, cannot stay off the I.L. And he's a very talented guy, as we've seen the last uh, few years here. Really speedy, defensive, power. He's really got it all. It's just, guys like that I really feel bad for. They can't stay on the field. It sometimes just is what it is. And Mike Soroka, I, I really feel bad for. A guy just can't catch a break.
1: Um, yeah, a bit of a freak injury, which Achilles and those tears like that are always kind of freak injuries. But to then do it again, and almost again, because he had that one cleanup surgery and then did it again. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just a mess.
0: Yeah, I feel I feel bad for those guys, and really anyone that gets you know really uh, put on the shelf for a while with an injury, you know, as I kind of always say on the injury parts. But those guys, I, I'm kind of feeling for. They just can't seem to get out of their own way with the injuries.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's a shame, but that's just part of the game, I guess. To get into our last segment here, and that's a trivia question. Uh, we obviously seen the new rule with the, the substance on the ball. So I wanted to keep it somewhat about that. <clears throat> so the trivia question is, what year was the spitball made illegal? That seems pretty simple, right? So the, the answer to that is prior to the 1920 season. They made the spitball an illegal pitch. But, quote-unquote, bona fide spitballers were allowed to use the spitball the rest of their career. So if you were someone who threw it, because they're... they're considered a bona fide starter or a spitballer, you can use it the rest of your career. And to go along with that, the last spitball or last known legal spitball thrown in the MLB was thrown by Burley Grimes in nineteen thirty four. So he pitched fourteen years after the rule was made with a spitball.
0: Burley Grimes. Burley Grimes. God almighty. <laughs> so
1: there you go. That's that's our trivia for the for the week. So, again, it was what year was the spitball made illegal? And prior to the 1920 season, the spitball was made illegal.
0: Yeah, I, I tried to think of big years, maybe that commissioners changed or that there was some big event, but that makes sense because of the Black Sox thing.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, that's got to be the only point I can think of that they would do that unless it was just, this is the year, we're doing it. I, I don't know. Um, I thought it was later. I thought it was much later. I guess the 50s originally. But I also thought it could have been late, like no one threw the spitball anymore, but it wasn't, quote-unquote, made illegal for a while, um, but 1920 makes sense because really it's. I can't even think of seeing video of someone <laughs> spitball or anything, so it makes sense.
1: Yeah. But yeah, I mean, other than that, Mike beat the snot out of me in fantasy this week, so that's always fun. Um, yeah. That's twice now he's beat me this year, so that's good. I, I actually am very happy that Mike beat me twice this year um, because um, he won't beat a team three times in the same year. He usually it's like saying. You see that more like in football. Mm. You face division that's rival true. twice. You don't really if you see him in the playoffs, you don't think you're going to beat him third time. Yeah. So I feel like that's that's on my side there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Mike also was breaking uh, world records with how good his team was playing. So yeah. that's OK. We'll be all right. But uh, yeah, Mike beat the snot out of me this week in fantasy. So good for I guess good for him because uh, he's an idiot. But uh-huh. uh, uh, other than that, we also have uh, this weekend will be uh, 4th of July. Yeah. So yep. that's always good to go out and celebrate and um, just one of those baseball holidays makes sense to play baseball on. So that's always cool to see. Uh, they usually have red, white, and blue hats or something. Um, so excited to see kind of what they what they do there. But it's always a great holiday to um, enjoy, you know, barbecues and veterans and, and things like that. So uh, we'll be enjoying that this uh, this weekend.
0: Yeah, everyone enjoy their Fourth of July. Whether you're barbecuing, sitting by the pool, or whatever you end up doing, watching some baseball. I don't know, you know, however you enjoy it. Hope you enjoy it. Um. Yes, my team did play well this week, and to be fair, I probably would have beat the snot out of anyone. You would beat the snot out of everybody. I had a .97 ERA this week with like a 40 innings pitch, which is I don't even I don't even think I could wish for that. You bet it's three thirty um, something. Yeah, and I with bet it's one error. Three thirty something, one error. I mean, my team. I literally. home runs. I don't think I could have played any better. Adam Frazier, Brian Reynolds, and the fellas just went nuts. Um, I, think I bet
1: 280 with a two point nine ERA, and that just got demolished.
0: Perfectly fine week. Actually, a week you probably win most I cases. Win nine out not 10 times. And uh, yeah, my team went absolutely berserk, as I have been for two weeks now. So I'm happy. Hopefully, we don't get colds for the playoffs. But not holding my breath there because that'd be my luck. Well, um,
1: All I got to say is when I the last two times I faced Mike, I've been on the wrong side of a no hitter. That's true. The first time this year, he threw a no hitter. This time, I had Walker Miller pitch against the Cubs when they threw their no hitter.
0: And the time before that. Or Justin Verlander.
1: Yeah, two years ago with Justin Verlander threw his no-hitter, I got my ass kicked yeah, somehow <laughs> after I threw the no-hitter. I actually took the lead because of the no-hitter, and the next moment I was losing like 15-3. to
0: Still, I still don't know how that happened, but it happened.
1: So the last three times a no-hitter has been thrown, and I've been facing Mike, I have not progressed well. <laughs> so that's good, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. I got play our buddy, Dominic Dom. This week, and uh, my team will go ice cold knowing me. So,
1: i hope <laughs> we beat this nut out of him. Ever since we put that uh, that uh, bounty on Joe, though, I think he's only been like one of four.
0: Yeah, they put a bounty on him. Trout got hurt, and everything went downhill.
1: Yeah, we said we had <laughs> no one can lose to him, and I think we, he, I think like he's one of four since since that. So, yeah. that's good. Yeah, it's fine with me. Can't let him do anything good.
0: No, because he beat me, so I'm fine with it. And I planted him. I think I'm <laughs> like 19 to five or something like that. I know you it's did. Not out of him. I know.
1: So that's good. But fantasy's going uh, pretty well over overall, so it's always fun to be back doing that.
0: Yeah, everyone's and everyone's actually kind of close. You know, except for the like, you know, the bottom two teams or whatever. Yeah. Everyone's pretty close. Nine,
1: top nine, the top eight make the playoffs out of twelve, but the nine teams right there and the tenth seed is still kind of hanging around. So yeah. you really got a, at least a nine-team race for eight spots. But at the very least, you got ten-team race yeah. Still for nine, for nine spots. Even in the last two places, I mean, we still got nine weeks. So you
0: can yeah. still make up
1: a lot of ground, obviously. so Plenty of time. We'll see. It's going to be exciting.
0: Yeah, if you don't play fantasy baseball, it's fun. Maybe try to get a league with your buddies or, or whatever. Join a join a money league and just not even know anyone. You could do that, too. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. um, but well, it, it is fun. Well, even
1: daily fantasy, they have, too.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of ways to do it. It's not just, you know, fantasy football, obviously. It's the one that takes a lot of... Uh, precedent for people but uh fantasy baseball is cool too especially if you listen to this podcast you're a big baseball guy it's, it's fun to do i recommend it we do it every year really yeah but that's kind of all i got for this week i hope everyone enjoys their fourth of july like i said however you enjoy it we'll uh we will uh, upload i'm assuming it like normal um next week but because of fourth of july and the day off after we may record a day late but it, as far as the upload goes you guys may even not even notice a difference so we'll just throw that out there just in case yeah um, so unless you got anything else, uh, this is actually a really short episode. So let's kind of, you want to wrap it up here?
1: Yeah, that's it. It's all the, <clears throat> all the news we, we got for them. So,
0: all right, then, uh, yeah, let's get out of here. Uh, thank you guys for listening. You can listen to this podcast on Apple podcasts, as well as Google podcasts and Spotify. You can listen on our regularly updated YouTube channel, as well as our website, screwball.podbean.com. You can follow me on Twitter, at RealMikeLapree. You can follow me on Instagram, at MikeLapree.
1: And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, at F 10
0: You can follow our official Screwball Twitter, at ScrewballPod. You can follow our official Screwball Facebook, at Pod. No E and screw. And that's it from us, guys. We'll see you next week.
1: Yep, take care.